Friday, the 25th of August. Welcome to TDA, the day after your favorite news platform and the home of popular culture. And you're, of course, hosted by the best people. And I am my own royalty, your favorite shade queen. <sighs> Extremely tired, big man. Use. They call me. Iman. <laughs> I was trying to make up for any um YouTube <laughs> Yeah, they call me Iman, a pro-black activist, TDA producer, news analyst, melanin jumper. That's right. That is right. You guys know I've got three rules for you. Very, very simple instructions. Like the video you're watching, subscribe to the channel, and join the TNB network. Join the network. Um, most of us that actually host this show are, are joined. Um Right. I hope the camera's on the person who's not joined, who hasn't joined. We've all got the birthday boy. Also, go to Marx's Instagram and show him a lot and lots and lots of love. It's Marx's birthday. If you were in the community, you would have known that. Because mm. we put up there today. But nice picture of him. You would have known that. <laughs> but um, happy birthday to Marx. Happy birthday, Marx. Happy birthday. Yep. And um, yeah, so join the community, community.thenewblack.com. You guys know black is spelled with an X. Um, this week we'll be giving you I mean I say this week It's two days left But I reckon it'll be tomorrow Is it tomorrow Brent? It will be tomorrow yeah. It will be tomorrow So tomorrow we'll be giving you guys Some details A bit of tea On what will be happening on the network um, How it relates to the day after I can get more involved And just some great, great stuff Really and truly Yeah? Mm-hmm. Everyone feeling good? Mm-hmm. Fantastic yeah? Lovely, ready to start the show? Indeed. All right, let's get into our first headlines. Okay, people. Uh, so the first headline, trigger warning, and this is just uh, pretty much an update from the sad story that we heard about um, the nine-year-old who was shot in Liverpool. Mm. So a man who was targeted by the gunman in the shooting that left Olivia Pratt Corbell dead has been arrested and will be questioned about her murder. As reported yesterday, the nine-year-old was shot as her mother struggled with two men, one armed with a gun, at the door of her Liverpool home on Monday night. The intended victim of the shooting has been named as 35-year-old Joseph Nee. Nee, who was also shot, was jailed in 2018 for three years and nine months for burglary. Merseyside Police has not publicly identified Nee, who was previously convicted of two counts of theft of a motor vehicle, dangerous driving, driving without insurance, and driving while disqualified. But earlier, the force said the 35-year-old man injured in the shooting will be recalled to prison for allegedly breaching the terms of his license conditions with poor behavior. Police said the man, who was in stable condition, has been detained in hospital and will be further questioned in connection with Olivia's death. The force also said officers had been given the same name by two different sources in the hunt for the gunman. Both men have no links to Olivia's family, police have said. So sad, man. Yeah. That's even the worst. I feel like when someone has no link to you, it's just like, it's a foolish act of crime, mm-hmm. basically. Imagine. You, all, all it was is she heard something, opened the door, and her life changed forever. Yeah. It's like you got to stay indoors sometimes. Yeah. It's crazy. And the next headline is uh, about artificial intelligence. This is, a, this is a bit of a weird one. Sounds like it should be a work of joke. Exactly. I want to see what Yusuf thinks about this. Okay, so a record label has cut ties with an AI rapper after criticism it contained racial stereotypes, including the repeated use of the N-word. FN Mecca, that's the AI person's um, name, has been given their appearance of a black male cyborg. 
but Capital Music Group, CMG, faced backlash for signing the rapper. In a statement announcing that they had severed ties, CMG offered the steepest apologies to the black community for their insensitivity. FN Mecca currently has more than 500,000 monthly Spotify subscribers and more than 1 billion views on its TikTok account. Its Instagram, which has more than 220,000 followers, has now been made private. FN Mecca's songs are performed by an anonymous black man, according to Anthony Martini, who is one of the co-founders of Factory New, a company responsible for the AI. In an interview in 2021, he said the human voice performs the vocals, but we are working towards the ability to have a computer come up with and perform its own words, and even collaborate with other computers as co-writers. Before CMG dropped the rapper, black activist group Industry Blackout sent them an open letter saying FN Mecca was offensive and a direct insult to the black community and our culture. They said it was an amalgamation of gross stereotypes, appropriative mannerisms that derive from black artists, complete with slurs infused in lyrics. They pointed out that FN Mecca had released a song with the rapper Gunner, who is currently awaiting trial in the US on criminal charges with lyrics and social media posts being used as evidence. They said Ghana is currently incarcerated for rapping the same type of lyrics this robot mimics. The difference is, your artificial rapper will not be subject to federal charges for such. This digital effigy is a careless abomination and disrespectful to real people who face real consequences in real life. In their statement to Radio 1 Newsbeat, CMG admitted to signing this project without asking enough questions. Do you know what, yeah? Mm-hmm. We need to get into this deeper, but I think it's perfect because it's like what you're saying topic of the day, right? That is correct. So let's get into that. This is giving me conspiracy theory. <laughs> All right. So we heard about the AI rapper, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the question is, for today, the topic of the day is, why is there an uproar about this AI rapper? He doesn't seem to do anything outside the norm of other black rappers. Wait. I'm so sorry. Yes. I'm very sorry. Yes. Is this rapper a real person or is this a character that's been created uh-huh. and is mimicking real people's lyrics? Is it like a guy in his house and they've just created this robot that essentially lives his life? So he's basically an anonymous artist. To, to some degree, but it's a bit more than that because what they're saying is like... Um, there'll come a time, hopefully, where the guy who's in his house, for example, yeah. he's not needed. So computers would literally be able to come with their own bars and everything. But then, technically, he's not needed now. No, they, they, they just, yeah, yeah, they haven't done it. Like, they haven't found a way to do that yet. But there is actually a real person behind it. Yes, so there's a person who writes the bars and performs it. Do we know the color of this person? Yeah, black. They said he was lied to and cheated. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I saw, I saw the video yesterday, actually. Ah. Well, they set him up. No, apparently, um, after he performed or created a few songs, they just went ghost on him. Mm. So he's not the person behind it anymore then? Mm. So some it's rich, new, white, new fat man somewhere in his mom's basement that keeps doing this. Wow. Mm, I didn't know this. I thought it was still the guy that's still performing the bars. Are we, are we sure that it's no, but- him? I don't know if this AI rapper or Capital Records have released any new music. Okay. I think what he's saying is okay. the, the music he has recorded for them, he mm-hmm. hasn't received payment for it. Okay. And they've stopped communicating with him. Okay. Not, not that they've now replaced him with someone else. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. yeah. So so let's just assume it's still, it's still the case okay, where it's, yeah. it's still that guy, right? 
So he's black, right? Mm-hmm. The rapper saying words, um, saying the words, is basically like saying basically to just talk like, like a normal like rapper. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah? And obviously, so, so the question is like, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, is the issue that we know this isn't real and we don't like how it looks to us as black people, mm-hmm. or are we afraid that? This may catch on and maybe take food out of other black entertainers' mouths. Because essentially, if he's doing the same thing that other black rappers are doing, like record labels don't need a black rapper. You know what I'm saying? If if this catches on, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What is the real issue here? If he's doing what black rappers do anyway, why why do we have to say to the record label, oh, this is bad? He's he's saying negative bars. Mm. He's copied it from people who do it every day. Yeah, but it feels like I think because it's like a robot, yeah. Mm-hmm. It just feels like the robot's been been programmed to say nigga. It's different. If a human being says it, a human being said it. But I think because it's because it's like that robot thing attached to it, mm-hmm. it just feels like this could be avoided, but you <laughs> haven't avoided it. It just something about it just seems a bit weird. For me, there's no issue here. To be fair, you've created an AI who is essentially modeled on rappers mm-hmm. in terms of how they dress, um, what they rap about. It's been voiced by a real rapper. There's nothing wrong with it for me. The only thing that I not take issue with, but I just don't care for an AI rapper. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. want to hear, I don't want to, like, I want a real person. Mm-hmm. I don't care about artificial intelligent rapper. So for me, that's it. I don't I don't feel like there should be any uproar in terms of um, him um, mimicking or, you know, saying what black rappers say because he's just... He's he's modeled on what is actually happening in real life. Exactly. He's, you know I mean? and it's not even like that thing that's happened happened maybe twenty years ago. And yeah. Bring yeah. it back. Yeah. Right now, yeah. rappers are doing the same thing. Yeah. Why? Why are we? I think it's also because that like, there's the argument that even rappers that do what they do today, mm-hmm. people want them to move away from that. Do you get what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like people already want them to move away from that and are trying to talk to these guys to move away from that anyway. And then so it feels like if we're creating um, like artificial, I don't know, robots or whatever. I don't know the correct terminology, but mm-hmm. if we're then creating something that's then still mimicking reality, it just seems like it's never gonna go away. Do you get I me? Mean? Mm. Because if I don't, I don't know if what I'm saying is making sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It's like so not that there's not that there's necessarily hope of it going away. Of, of, mm. You know, because we talked about you know the N word and everyone feels different in the community, right? But there's still always that thing where people who feel like you know it's taking us back saying these saying it. Especially when we see, you know, mm. the the Caucasians now thinking it's just a it's a hip word they can say it. Yep. Evidence in when what's it called? What's that guy's name? Roddy Rich was singing the box and mm. the nigga was so intense. It was even louder than the other, the other choruses. But you know, mm-hmm. so I think for people they're like, there's a hope that at some point, as a as a community, we will mm. stop doing this. So I think when you then when it starts to go into the artificial realm, mm-hmm. it just feels like any chance of this ever going away is even ha- is more unlikely now. Do you get I me? Mean? Okay. But um, I also think them thinking that, you know, art, um, real life rappers can be arrested and you, they live to abuse against them. Mm. If there's people behind these artificial things, they're going to find you. Especially if you're black, they're going to use find, somehow use his lyrics to, to get you. So that argument, I don't really... But it depends. I'm really here for. Because that guy could just be a, like a regular guy who works in retail who doesn't live that life at all. So he's just yeah. doing it for entertainment. Yeah, but you then know what I'm saying? So, so there's nothing to really catch him on. 
But Gunner and, and the, them type of guys, they come from that life to some degree. Yeah, but then if it's someone who does live that life, because I feel like the way I've interpreted what they were saying as um, because it's artificial, that can't be used. That won't be used, basically. Mm. So that's why Gunner's at risk. Because even though Gunner lives that life, mm-hmm. the reason why is because, you know, he's a real person we can, I guess, see or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's not in the virtual world. He's in reality. Mm-hmm. But I feel like even with something like this, if it turns out that someone, whoever's behind it, whoever writes the lyrics or whatever it is, that they have a funny past as well, mm-hmm. I reckon they'll be able to use it against you. I guess so. I don't think they'll be like, oh, because it's a robot. Because whatever it is, it's still the intention. Yeah. It's still the lyrics. It's still the intention of saying it. And if it matches up with what they believe to be your real life, yeah. you're going to get got. But I think it's also how they see going in the future. Remember the yeah. guy was basically saying, they're going to get <laughs> to a point where computers are just writing these bars. Oh, yeah. So then it's literally, you just mm. type something in. Even that, 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 that sounds weird to me. Very. To get to the point where computers are throwing N-words in songs, like, mm-hmm. you would have had to program them to be able to do that. Exactly. And I can't guarantee that every person that's programming these devices is black. Probably none of them will be. I just feel like, anyway, <laughs> white people always look for any excuse, any chance to get to the N-word. Whether it's virtually through a robot mm. or it's through a, a, another lyricist, one thing about white people, they're going to stay fighting the right to say the N-word. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But do you feel like also, um, black people that kind of campaign against this, right, that we're kind of like hypocrites in the sense that, like, like we kind of said, we don't want white people saying it, right? Mm. Or computers saying it. Yeah. But, cause, because basically this same organization, I don't know if they, they do campaign against Ghana and these people there, yeah. but a lot of people wouldn't, Talk bad about Young Fug and, and Gunner and, and every yeah. other rapper. Mm-hmm. But this AI guy, you would talk about him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, essentially, what's the difference between me just saying, oh, you know what? I'm going to come out as a rapper and I'm just going to have, um, what do you call it? Like, animation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's, what's really the difference? If, if, for example, it doesn't get to the stage of where, you know, computers are writing for me or whatever it, yeah. it is, what really is the difference between just having a cartoon of me, you never see me, mm-hmm. And you see me, and I'm saying the same thing. There's none at all. What was that group that was animated? The white British group? Not me thinking I've been chipmunks. <laughs> no, and um Gorillas. Gorillas. Yeah. Yeah. There was mm. no there was no issue there mm-hmm. at all. So what what is the issue here? Because I keep hearing you not talk about the N-word. Is that something that was that was brought up? Yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, basically they're saying, let me get to the headline. Um that it's basically one of those crazy stereotypes. Yeah. So all the worst things you you would kind of imagine about a rapper. Yeah. It's embodied in this AI guy. I know, but it's being voiced by a real by a person. real black guy. Yeah. Yeah. So at the moment, there's no problem. Mm. But they're saying if it was now lyrics were generated by a computer, which I don't think will happen. To be fair, mm. I don't. I feel. I think just, they'll just replace him. Obviously, we don't know why they've ghosted him or whatever, but they'll just replace him with someone else. Mm. I don't. I don't see how a computer is going to generate lyrics to but, where it's going to be uh, palatable. Like, you know what I mean? You'd be surprised. Look at the technology. Like, when we get to walk a job, you're going to realise there's a lot of crap <laughs> that's happening. Mm-hmm. So, like, we can't really put limits on, on the technology. No, I'm not saying the technology, I'm not saying it's not possible. I just yeah. don't see right like now it. a world where, like, how would it work? What, you put in a subject into the computer and you say, and you press go and it just comes up with a song. I think so. I think so. Like, um, you'd put in... Um... Bad bitches. <laughs> yeah. 
and, and maybe um, oh, have the computer well. mention certain keywords. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And maybe the, the tone is in a particular way. Yeah. Adding some auto tune. Yeah. But yeah. the word nigga doesn't have to be um, programmed into the computer. Yeah, it doesn't. And right now, obviously, we're assuming it would be. Mm. Um, obviously, we're not at that point yet. I don't, I don't feel like music, you need to have the word nigga in music. Mm. Like, you can listen to a song that has, hasn't got the word nigga in it. You ain't going to be like, wait a minute. Mm. I didn't hear nigga. Like, you're not going to think about that. Yeah. You know I mean, I've listened to tons of music that don't have nigga in it. I don't ever think to myself, wait a minute, I didn't hear the word nigga in this song. Mm. True. I mean, True. there's tons but, of tons of songs that you all hear that hasn't got the word in it. But do you feel like sometimes if you hear a rapper who yeah. doesn't put niggas in there yeah. and doesn't swear, for example, yeah. that something's different about it? It's, it's kind of off or this is... No, not at all. I don't even notice sometimes. I listen to tons. Yeah. I listen to Common. I don't hear, um, you know, lots of profanity with Common. When you listen to lots of conscious rappers, you don't hear that. Like, it's not... I'm telling you, you, li- you hear a lot of music that hasn't got the word nigger in it or mm. profanity, but you just don't pick up on it because it's, you're just, you, you, ain't, you ain't looking for it. Mm. You're not looking for it. You know what I mean? Mm. Okay. But for me, there's no, there's no issue with this um, AI rapper in terms of like how he's being depicted. For me, it's more so is I don't want this to be a trend. Mm. And personally for me, I don't think this will catch on. I don't think the public, I don't think there's a, a market or there's a, there's a desire for... AI rappers. I think people want their music to be authentic. I think people want their music to come from real people. I don't think there's a, a big market right now for AI rappers. There might be in the future with, you know, the metaverse and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. But right now, I don't feel like there's a big yearn for AI rappers for me personally. But one, one of the things, obviously I don't want us to go, like, go off, too, off topic too yeah, much, yeah. but like, one of the things um, that we like, well, me, mm. I'm assuming you as well, that you like about certain rappers is that they're authentic, right? Yeah. And and before, like, we thought, everybody thought the same, mm-hmm. right? But obviously you get people like um, Takashi 69. Yeah, yeah. And they're still streaming and selling so many yeah. records. So do you think it could get to the point where, because a lot of the time it's the kids that are obviously, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, so do you think it can get to a point where it's like, okay, you know, we don't even care if, if this guy is real or, or not. If the bars are hard and I'm seeing the cartoons, fine. Because do people even watch music videos like that anymore? No, yeah, no. Music videos is, is, a, is a dying art form. Yeah, so, um, so when do you see them? Only at concerts, perhaps? Yeah, no, I'm not saying this couldn't happen in the in the distant future um, where most of the kids or the younger generation might, you know, want AI or cartoon rappers, whatever. But yeah. I feel like even if it's real or fake, people want real people. Mm. So with Takashi, who, you know, is a fraud in terms of how he depicts himself, at least he's still a real person, mm. as opposed to a, a cartoon. Mm. But again, it's good music. It's good music. It's good, good music, music, right? Yeah. Mm. But I won't lie. I could hear a bag in the song. If it comes from a cartoon, I'm I'm not gonna take it in the same way if it was a real person. Would you, if you after you hear that bag in the song, would yeah. you be like, oh, I need to see who this person is? Yeah. If if it was, if I just heard the audio without mm. any visuals, mm. then yeah, I'll try to find out who it is. If I find that it's a cartoon, I'll be disappointed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe cool. disappointed. Mm. Mm. All right. All right. Ready? Yep. All right. Let's get into our next headlines. Okay. So the next headline is probably a headline that if this happened in the UK, many, many people would be excited. But it's happening in America. And I don't think it will ever happen in the UK. <laughs> but um, US President Joe Biden will cancel up to $10,000 
in federal student loans for millions of Americans who earn less than 125K each year. He's looking to forgive $20,000 of debt for students on Pell Grants, which applies to those in greatest financial need. An estimated 43 million Americans owe a combined total of $1.6 trillion in federal student debt. Nearly one-fifth owe less than $10,000. On Twitter, Biden said, In keeping with my campaign promise, my administration is announcing a plan to give working and middle-class families breathing room as they prepare to resume federal student loan payments in January 2023. The student loan pause, first put in place in March of 2020, will also be extended a final time until the 31st of December of this year. The announcement follows more than a year of intense internal White House debate and mounting pressure from progressive Democrats. Top Democrats, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York and Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, are among those who pushed Mr. Biden to use his executive power to wipe out borrower debts. Wednesday's plan falls short of the $50,000 per borrower um, that Mr. Schumer and Ms. Warren had asked for. According to an estimate from Penn Wharton Budget um, at the University of Pennsylvania, a one-time cancellation of $10,000 for each borrower earning a maximum of $125,000 will cost the federal government around $300 billion. Republicans and some moderate and some moderate Democrats have said debt cancellation will add to inflation by giving Americans more money to spend. And others say that blanket debt forgiveness is unfair to those who have already paid off their student loans. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who's a Republican from California, quickly criticized the plan on Twitter. He said, who will have to pay for Mr. Biden's debt transfer scam? Hardworking Americans who already paid off their debts or, or never took on student loan debt in the first place. Some Democratic lawmakers, of course, have pushed back, saying that cancelling student loans helps address economic racial disparities. According to Brookings Institution Study, black students are more, li- more likely to borrow federal student loans and at a higher amount than other Americans. Four years after earning bachelor degrees, black borrowers owe nearly $25,000 more than their white peers on average. That's really good. If you can actually pull that off, that'd be mm. really good for them. You think so? Long term? Listen, I don't care about the country. Wherever the country has to deal with, they can, they can find a way and deal with it. I'm sure they can make some nuclear weapons, sell it to the other side for making the money back somehow. But for the people who literally, because one thing you always hear about Americans is like, they're student debt, they're student debt. And yeah. they don't have earning opportunities like that. It's very, very difficult for them. So this is, this is good news for them. The government will deal with it. They will find a way to deal with it. Because when they're out here, obviously not that, that government, but when governments out here doing silly little things for their little friends in, in, mm. in places, somehow they find the money to do that. Even when this country cancelled the debt of um, businesses that took advantage of the whole furlough stuff, mm. they didn't know that. They, do you mean that they were able to cater to that? So, yeah, I hope it works out for the people. Yeah. I'm a people person. The government will sort out what they need to sort out one way or another. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I think the sentiment is good, but I feel like um, long-term is just going to affect the people in the, in the worst... Um, Potentially, like you said, if, yeah. they, that's if they don't sort it out and find the money from other areas. But they're just spending money. Like, you, you can't just cancel it like that. Like, yeah, but people aren't paying it back. Mm. You're not getting anyway. Yeah, but, the, but but if they start earning, they, they have to pay it back by force. Yeah, but what is the probability of people earning well enough to be able to afford this? Yeah, to I mean, afford to pay it all off? It's been happening. It's been happening for, for, for decades. This, this is how... It's just like us, isn't it? 
We go yeah. uni to just take care of our paycheck and we can't do anything about it. So, it, like, even if you take a break from working, as soon as you start working again, it starts. So, if they want to work, essentially, they're going to have to pay it back, innit? It's a scam when you think about it because really and truly, people go to, um, like, people get education or whatever mm-hmm. so they can get jobs that then helps the economy. Yeah. Like, really and truly, education, the benefit, it doesn't, it doesn't benefit you so much. It does, in that you get a good job and blah, blah. But ultimately... The higher you earn or whatever, you pay more taxes. Mm-hmm. It benefits the government too. Hundred percent. So it's even cheeky when they keep when they put the prices up and do all these things. But 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 yeah. again, it depends on um what do you call it. On, see, this this is the thing. This is why if you go uni, obviously you know everyone's young. We go we're young mm-hmm. when we go and stuff, innit? But if you go uni and you, and you pick a degree that you're never going to use in the future, yeah. you're throwing money in the bin. But that's the thing though. I feel like they make. I feel like kids go to uni too too early. In my mm. opinion, because at that age in life, what do you know? That you're gonna be, you're literally gonna go and study and put, get in all this debt for something you don't know much about life. You literally just finished secondary school the other day, and now you have to make a, like a life decision. Mm. I think the school system is a bit too. I don't think people get trained enough for it. It's like you're just thrown in the deep end. I think some some communities don't get trained enough for it, but I think when 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 what would be like a better time? And and if you don't go at a time, um, like you're saying, for example, yeah. at 18, what are you going to be doing in the interim? No, but I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you move the, the age you go. Okay. But I'm saying that there's a lot more, there should be a lot more to the education system mm-hmm. than just regurgitating history and certain things. I just think there's certain things, mm. there's more things that can be done. Kids can be taught more about like, even like something like money management. We hear that all the time. There's certain things and skills that kids can be taught in in during education mm-hmm. that sets them up if that sets them up for life. Do you get what I mean? There's so mm-hmm. many types and different careers and jobs out there that kids don't know about. So a lot of people, a lot of people go to uni to study psychology. Yeah, they, don't know, they might know they can barely even spell psychology. Mm-hmm. Well, they think it starts with an S. Do you get what I mean? And they, <laughs> and they go anyway. They go and study it. But I just think there's uh, there's a lot that can be put in the education system to actually help kids pick a right path. Do you get what I mean? I don't know if what I'm saying is making sense. Yeah, I just does. think there's so yeah. much more that can be done that will help put them on the right path. Because a lot of people go to uni, study something because you're interested in it at the, at the time. Mm-hmm. You graduate, the realities of life hits and you realize, anyway, actually, I don't even enjoy this. Mm. I find it should even be like taster courses of what uni is like. Because you, you study something at sixth form and you think, oh, this is nice. I'm going to study at uni. Mm. When you get to uni, it's a different side of it. Just... I studied politics at uni. I was doing maths. Mm. I love maths, thankfully. Mm. But... I didn't think anyone else who, who I don't know, learn about Margaret Thatcher and whoever else in mm. sixth form mm. in a, um, AS and A-level. But I thought, oh yeah, I'm going to go there and learn more. Well, obviously you can choose whatever modules or whatever. Mm. But for the most part, that's not how it is when you go to uni. You learn a deeper side of things to what you were introduced to mm. at lower education. So I feel like even having like taster courses or whatever, where not just go an open day and just see what the uni campus is like, see if it's fun, see what, see what they've got for freshers. Mm. But actually, like, okay, this is the course you want to study. Have a day where you sit into like a lecture. You sit until so you, you get an insight into what it's like. I just think there's so much stuff that can be done to help students at that age when they're picking something that could affect the rest of their lives. Do you feel like it would be worth it if they did, like you said, taste the courses for an entire year? No, so, yeah, I haven't got a year of my life to spend. Okay. How, how long? That's too you... long. I think even something like just um, even a day. But then you wouldn't know though. Because like you said, with the whole maths thing, politics, right? Yeah. In a day... 
if you're doing taster courses, let's just say you wanted to sample three yeah. or four different courses, you would never know that the maths is, no, but I think, you know what I'm saying? No, but the taster course should cover like what this will be about. Because again, I'm going off the, as some, I'm going off the mindset that when people go to uni and they think I'm going to go and study sociology, mm-hmm. when you get there, it's not the sociology you've been used to. It sounds like it should be obvious, but it really isn't. So when you get there, you realize, okay, when it comes to sociology, if I'm going to do, if I'm going to go to the school of um, sociology, right? Mm-hmm. Social sciences, there's this different things. There's these kind of modules. Is that like a brief, okay, this is the kind of modules that you'll be offered. Mm-hmm. This is what this module is about. This is what this is. Do you get what I mean? Because even when I went to uni, I did sociology and politics, right? Mm. The sociology ones I picked, just going off the title, I didn't know what was going to be in there. When I started, I said, oh <laughs> my gosh. Like I, it got to the point here where there was one module in particular. I said, you know, I just want to get, I just need to pass. Mm. I don't even, I'm not trying to get first in this. Mm. I just need to pass and just be done with this. You get mm. me? So it's just those kind of things. It's like, I think it's a trap anyway. But, but, I think, but, but if you go to the website, right? They, they do that though. Like they, they, they show you, oh, this module, uh, these are the four or six modules that I can't remember. Yeah. Um, per year. And this is kind of what you're doing. It's obviously quite, it's quite summarized and brief. Yeah. Uh, or not. But, I feel like it's, it's somewhat there. Yeah, but most of what eighteen year olds ain't gonna go and read that. But then th- that's their fault, isn't it? Is yeah, it? but I don't say it's it has their fault. I, I reckon you should. I think that what you're saying is a good idea. Actually, having a maybe a week um, in college where you pick a few courses that you want to yeah. do, mm-hmm. and then you either have those taste of courses within your college or sixth form, or you go to a uni or mm. you know how they do work experience. For yeah, work, yeah. But have mm. work experience for uni where you kind of get a taste of what the course would be like. Yeah. Reading a few paragraphs on the website is not really going to give you a real taste. Because I got got like that. You know what I mean? There's paragraphs, some, sorry, some stuff I read, and I thought, oh, this is going to be an interesting module. Yeah. When I got there, I said, Jesus, if you don't run the rapture right now. But uh, I, I, feel, I feel like, the same thing happened to me, by the way. Yeah. I feel like that happens anyway because there's only so much you can learn in the two years in, in sixth form, right? Or mm-hmm. college. So when you get to do a full four year course, it's going to be things you've never heard of before at all. You know what I'm saying? So you're always going to, you know, delve into whatever course it is, even if they give you a whole week of, um, you know, little samples or yeah. whatnot. Yeah. And be like, introduce the things that you didn't even know was there. You know what I'm saying? You're always going to get that. I know, but I think being introduced to it in a classroom setting with a teacher, with some type of you know, direction is much more telling than just reading a few paragraphs on yeah, the website yeah, about what, a little blurb about what this course is about. You know what I mean? yeah. It's true. It's true. But you know, I, I think it's a good idea still. So. Mm. Okay, and our next headline is somebody that TDA have missed for a while. This is about mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty Patel. So, um, she, Pretty Patel is launching a rapid removal scheme to deal with a surge in channel crossings by Albanian migrants. The Home Secretary has struck a deal with her Albanian counterpart to see them fast track back to their country on planes chartered by the Home <laughs> Office. <laughs> <laughs> Under the scheme, which starts next week, any Albanians who claim asylum will have their cases processed immediately. Those with no right to be in the UK will be removed as soon as possible. Sources suggest some could be sent back within hours. Senior Albanian police officers will come here to work alongside UK immigration officials, with officials back in Tirana primed to receive planes at short notice. Ms. Patel is under pressure to deliver results on the channel crisis after her Rwanda asylum flights were left in limbo by legal challenges. Pro-migrant groups, groups may also try to block parts of her latest scheme in the courts, potentially under human rights laws. When Ms. Patel said large numbers of Albanians are being sold lies by ruthless people, smugglers, 
and vicious organized crime gangs, leading them to take treacherous journeys in flimsy boats to the UK. This abuse of our immigration system and people risking their lives cannot go on. Thanks to our excellent levels of cooperation with Albania, we will take every opportunity to speed up remove, removals of Albanians with no right to be in the UK. Uh, Kuchi, Albanians, Albania's Minister for Interior Affairs, said, we discourage these illegal and dangerous practices. The Home Secretary and I also discussed midterm solutions to provide better opportunities for young people and means of legal migration that enable skilled professionals and labour access to the UK. The mayor revealed last week that the numbers of Albanian um, migrants have increased exponentially and move and make more than 60% of those on small boat crossings. About 6,000 Albanians have reached Britain this way since the, end, since the start of the year, including more than 700 in one day earlier this week. I know she's hated, yeah, but she actually does her job, you know. She earns her salary. Yeah, I think she does. Yeah. <laughs> she, she works hard. She works hard at making sure that mm-hmm. her employers are happy with her. Employer the mom she is. It's crazy. <laughs> Facts. We'll, we'll see if she can get through with this one. Yeah, and we'll see if she gets a, uh, a role in the new government of what trust. What Robbie, isn't it? Just her, I feel like she loves this. This is for, this was built for her. Yeah, but you know when they come in, they usually shake things up and they get their own people to take these roles. Okay. So she might get removed when Boris but Johnson goes. Yeah, but if Sunak comes in, they have people. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> they look like they're people, but it might not be. Because when I think about it, because if it's a Conservative Prime Minister leaves... Mm. Like who's your people? We're part of the same party. Yeah, but you've got you, you've got like it's kind of like um... actually it kind of makes sense because not everyone su- like supports Boris. Not everyone supports yeah, exactly. trust and blah blah. Okay, yeah, exactly. Your so little friend in the in the room. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, fair yeah. enough. That's the end of the headlines. All right, let's get into word on road. <laughs> I reported a few weeks ago, maybe not even that long ago, actually, that, um, no, I remember, it was two weeks ago, that Vanessa Bryant was in court trying to, um, she took the fire brigade and the police, the dep- um, sheriff's department to court to try and, she was basically suing them, sorry, she was suing them over pictures that they took of, you know, the, um, oh, yeah, it's the not crash. crime scene, is it? The, the crash scene, that's yeah. it, the crash scene. Of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and also the other families that were, you know, that were affected by that. But great news, she's won. Mm. She won the lawsuit. I'm so happy for her. Good. So she won um, $16 million in damages. Mm. And also Chris Chester. So his wife and daughter also died mm. in the um, crash. He won $50 million. Um, 50, 50, no, 15. Oh, okay. So she got 16, he got 15. Yeah. Um, his lawyer argued that they should get basically. Both of them should get a million for the future of their life for each year. So for each year they live, basically, according to life expectancy. Seriously? Because basically, their fear, so the reason why they took to court is that their fear is that the picture is going to come out. Mm. As much as they've done, the whole, we've deleted blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Their fear is that these pictures are going to come surface on the internet one day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know the internet. At some point, things come out. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. basically, the money they got awarded was for past um, emotional distress. And then also for future. Mm. Hold on, the life expectancy, they're saying a million for every year they expected to... Live. Yeah. That's kind of short. Okay. That's, that's kind of short then. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Six, yeah, 60 yeah. Million, yeah. 
You're gonna die in 16 years. They're basically telling you. No, 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 no. They didn't do that. They didn't do that. Sorry, sorry. Okay. They didn't do that. That's what the um, lawyer was arguing for. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's what the lawyer was arguing for. Mm. But they didn't do it that way. Because okay. it would have been like I think she would have got 40 million. He would have got 38. Oh, I think mm. it, no, yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, they didn't do that like that. Um, they decided. So what they did. So for Vanessa Bryant, she got 2.5 million for emotional distress from the sheriff's department. This is for the past mm-hmm. emotional distress. And for future suffering, she got 7.5 million. Mm. And from the fire department, because remember they take they took two departments to court. Mm. So for the fire department, they got $1 million for her past and then $5 million for future suffering. Mm. And then for Chris Chester, he got $1.5 million from the sheriff's office for past suffering and then $7.5 million for future, same as Vanessa. And then um, he was given $1 million for past from the fire department, same as Vanessa, and $5 million for future, same as Vanessa. And so apparently as well, because obviously we know that nine people died in the crash. Mm. Um, Vanessa and Chris account for four of the people. So that were five. They can they came together last year to take them to court over the same matter. Mm. But um, with them, they got two point five million each. So Vanessa and Chris didn't want to join that lawsuit because for them, they they were really big on the fact that this could actually come out and mm. we can't have this. Basically, um, reports are saying obviously she was very emotional and she basically thanked the um jury, and so I guess they just got some kind of closure. But I do pray it never comes out because it's just wild because they took the picture. They've sent it to other people. You can't, you don't know what people have done with the picture. Do you get what I mean? But then the, they did argue, as in their defendants, the sheriff and fire department, mm. they did argue that, you know, they've taken the necessary course of action mm-hmm. to ensure that the pictures were correctly disposed of. Mm. And they tried to argue that, obviously, when th- these things happen anyway, they take pictures anyway. That's but that's not say. the point. Mm. These ones you took not for official pictures, you yeah. took it for personal pictures because one of them was playing a video game mm. and sent it to his friend while playing the video while they were playing the video game. Another one is showing someone in, in, in at a bar, showing a, bar, a random bartender you don't know, sending and then they send it to like other colleagues. So when you take pictures of crime scenes and crash scenes or whatever, it's for the document, mm. official, and these things are classified. But mm. you didn't do that. You had those pictures and then you took on your per, on your personal mobile phone. So hopefully, anyway, um, they wouldn't. The pictures would never ever surface. I can't. That would just be too way too much mm. for the family. But I'm so glad that they won. Um, I mean, it's not obviously it doesn't bring back their loved ones, but at least they know that they fought what they can. Yeah. In terms of that situation, um, this news. I think this is going to be the last time I'm going to report on this <laughs> because I just can't. Like, I'm impressed. I'm just impressed by the man. Mm. When the cannon is now he's. He's announced his 10th child that we know of. Oh, even more. No, nah. because remember, the other day I reported a few weeks ago that there's one due in October. This, oh. she looks like she's in the third trimester. <laughs> this might be ghetto to me. We don't know. Mm. So, yeah. Because just the other day, I literally said someone's due in October. And that one, I think I was reporting on someone else's baby shower when I reported that one. So this one, anyway, he does have, um, I think he has two children with this girl already anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so this will be their third, I believe. And yeah, she's the mother of two of his children already. A daughter, a daughter called Powerful, and the son is called Golden. Mm. And yeah, so they had a whole photo shoot. And then he's a. Do you know what I'm? Impre- I'm also impressed by the fact that he always has captions to write for these things. At this point, he should be run out. <laughs> this caption says, "Time stopped and this happened." Mm. Nice. Is it? <laughs> is it nice? So, anyways, yes, again, congratulations to Nick Cannon. Congrats. If I was one of his friends, I would not be buying you presents anymore. I'm sick of it. Like, you don't get presents anymore. Like, this is enough now. It's ridiculous. So, yeah. Mm. So, that happened. 
But moving on to other news. Um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills news. We have to have a community. Are we going to have a community? For, not a community. A little forum for Real Housewives stuff, Brent. You think there'll be a need or want for it? Absolutely. I don't see why not. Mm. I'm on here reporting news. There better be a need for it. <laughs> Otherwise, what am I doing all of this for? <laughs> but basically, one of the Real Housewives here, so she's black. So obviously, there's different franchises, right? Was one of the Real Housewives on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay. Cool. So she's black. She's the first black castmate. Mm. She was, her uh, name's um, Garcelle Beauvais. Bo- 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 oh, yeah, yeah. The model. Yeah, the model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was also on, she was also one of the hosts on The Real before it okay. ended. Um, okay. So she was, yes, yeah, so, and she's Eritrean, I believe, I think. Was she? I think so. Oh, okay. I didn't know Was it Ethiopian? I thought, I thought she was just um, American, black American. No, 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 she's African. Oh, wow. Actually, are they African? Nope, never mind. Never mind, don't know. <laughs> she's black. <laughs> yeah. But not just American black. Okay. She's got some culture yeah. to it. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so so um at the moment on the season, she's kind of um beefing with um what's her name? With Erica. So Erica was married to some old man, Tom Girardi. He was like a, he's a proper known judge in America. Like she's like 30 something, and yeah. he's like he was basically like 40, 50 years older than her. It was a whole situation. But anyways, he got found for fraud. Oh wow. To the point where apparently there was a so there was a fire one time. Mm. Where there was victims of a fire or something like that, and obviously people were there, there were orphans there because parents died, and it was a whole thing. His law firm fought for the cases of these people. Mm. They won. Mm. They never gave them the money. What? Widows and orphans. It was a whole thing. Like there must be more to it. Nah, there isn't. This man was allegedly doing fraud for days to the point okay. where like she had to. She obviously she's divorced him now. She's had to. Her life is really down. Like really downsized. So she's an artist, right? But when she came on, whenever so whenever they go on trips or whatever, she flies her entire glam team. Like her entire glam team. And they're staying in a nice hotel with her. So when you say artist, as in the um, music artist? Or yeah, she... she's a music artist. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, she does um she does some music. Hmm. But um, yes, yeah, so anyways, this season, Garcelle. So Garcelle is always that I can't lie, it's, she she kind of annoys me sometimes, but she she stays principled, hmm. she stays neutral in situations. Because with Rural Housewives, you tend to get people kind of forming cliques and whatever. Mm-hmm. With her, she's always like, no, you're wrong. Even if it's her friend. She'll be like, no, 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 what you did was wrong. Mm. You shouldn't have said that. Or if she feels like someone's ganging up against someone, she always takes that, that moral high mm-hmm. ground stance. So anyway, this season, she's got kind of issues with um a few of the castmates or whatever. Lisa Rena, um, Erica, and some other woman called Diana or something like that. Mm. So anyways, um, where the story is going is that because... Of the issues with, you know, these people. The Caucasian fans of the show mm. have taken upon themselves to bully her son. So she's got children and two of her 14, she's got twins, that two um, twin boys, and they're 14 years old. Mm. And these old white women, as in I say old, I mean they're older than 14, mm. are camping on these kids' um, social media and being horrible and saying racist, crazy things. I'm going to read one of the racist stuff out. I'm going to read out the boy's statement. So this is from Jack. So she posted it on his behalf. And he said, well, I'd like to start off by saying that I am still a kid and wish to not be viewed as a fully matured adult because I am not one. It is currently my first week of high school. And instead of enjoying it like most kids at my school, I have to deal with being attacked on social media. I did not sign up for this show, nor do I have anything to do with the show's drama. I just want to be a normal kid. The purpose of my Instagram account is not for publicity, nor the public's gaze, but to be seen by my peers as just another kid. I really wanted to avoid going private, but I just have to at this point. 
The constant support from everyone makes it much more tolerable. However, middle-aged women spamming me with racist and crude comments about my family is not what I expected for my first week of high school. Thank you for all the positive comments. It truly means a lot. And then Garcia also posted a statement. She said, I'm usually a very strong woman. I've been raised to be strong my life. I've been raised to be strong all my life. And my life has taught me to be strong. But when it comes to my kids, it hurts. It's not okay. I've been in tears all night. It's just a TV show, people. Scream at your TV. Throw something at your TV. But leave our kids alone. Mm-hmm. So just to kind of let people understand how mad people are, to show you one of the, what one of the comments is like, some white woman appears from here. She put in this comment, she said, trigger warning, by the way. This is trigger warning. But she basically said, you'd have your neck kneeled on if it weren't for your white daddy. Tell your mum to leave Diana alone or you'll deal with us. Like, how do you say that to a kid? And they talk about, you know, their parents are immigrants and um, they should go back to where they're from and all that kind of stuff. And basically, and one of her sons used to be a drug addict, but he's like mm. all clean now, got children, he's married. Like, he's, it's a very good um, story, as in a turn of a story. Mm. They're saying how, why is your mum talking about someone else's alcohol intake when um, your son, your brother is a drug addict? And blah blah blah. This is kettle calling. This is the pot calling the kettle black. It's just a lot of foolishness, man. Some of you just don't understand how to watch a show and leave it there. Mm-hmm. That you get too invested. It's it's ridiculous. But yeah, man, it's a shame. And I hope that. And then Bravo, sorry. So Bravo is the one who does the housewives and whatever. Mm-hmm. They also put a statement and they said we are shocked and appalled at the social comments directed at Garcelle's son. We urge our viewers and social followers alike to refrain from targeting our cast and their families with harmful rhetoric. Mm. But nothing that's actually good because one of the people that her mom is quote-unquote beefing is Lisa Renner and she also even spoke out and said, this is basically, she said, it's disgusting. She said, what I've just seen about Garcelle's son is disgusting and unacceptable. They didn't sign up for this. What you are doing, what are you doing? The kids, all of our kids should be off limits, so stop it. Enough is is enough. Mm. Crazy, man. Crazy world Mm. we live in. And then next on my news... So we kind of got some closure. We kind of talked about it the other day when um, Yusuf did the rotation on Offset's new song, Five Four Three Two One. It turns out actually that there is some kind of beef in the camp. There is some kind of beef in the camp. So what's happened is that, so when Migo signed to, um, what's it called? Quality QC. Control. Yeah. yeah, QC Music, Quality Control Music. Um, obviously Migo signed up, right? Mm. But what the contract said was that obviously Migo, the contract with Migo is blah, blah. But anything that the, the artist they individually do outside mm. of that, mm-hmm. basically they would own. I think like what was it, um, like fifty percent of it or something like that. Okay. So it says, um, I'm so sorry. Yeah, so basically the label would own um, all rights to music that they made, mm-hmm. plus fifty percent of all net advances, royalties, com- uh, music compositions, and publishing income. So obviously when they signed it, they were they signed in twenty in twenty thirteen. Mm. I guess like every artist story, you don't really know much. Mm. Blah blah blah. blah. You come to realize. So then he's then realized, you know, he's come to realize what this will mean for him as a solo artist, and he wants a solo career at some point. So then basically, um, they came to a consensus in January 2021, where they had like a confidential settlement and an agree- a, a release agreement, and they basically said, I'm quoting, um, in exchange for valuable consideration paid by Offset to Quality Control, um. The label basically terminated its agreement with Offset in regard to his solo music, leaving him with the sole rights to his future independent projects. Mm. But, however, following his release the other day, mm. they basically want 
So he had that release with Motown Records. Okay. So not with QC, right? Mm-hmm. But they want Motown to list quality control as holding an ownership interest. And also, um, and not just on 54321, but also future songs he's got coming out. So apparently he's got a song um, called Code with Moneybag Yo coming out on Friday. Mm. So basically, they settled the contract. Mm. He's paid his way out. Mm. But somehow, they still want to be involved in what's going on, going ahead. So anyways, um, yesterday he tweeted, before this, the news broke out, he tweeted, um, this new chapter for me is personal. And then um, P which is at the CEO of Quality Control. He then came out and said, the last lawsuit was filed publicly and dismissed quietly. Quietly. Let's see how this one go. Mm. Now I can speak. Being too real for all this lame shit, everyone knows the real problem. Then Offset came back and said, niggas act like I'm the problem. I paid millions to get my rights back. N-word. You blackballed me. I didn't say shit one time. Homie, I spoke to you in two years now. Mm. I dropped and now you want your name on my credits. And then, of course, my babes, Cardi B, she came and said, Offset bought, his, bought himself out of his QC deal after they didn't want to renegotiate his contract. I'm tired of people trying to make out, make Offset look like the bad guy. Enough is enough. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, apparently, they're also saying, um, in the lawsuit, so Offset said that, Quality control. He refers to quality control as his former label, mm-hmm. and also says that um, the overreaching that. But he also noted that they have an overreaching deal with Migos as a group, which remains in place. So they still got a, group, a deal with Migos, mm. but he's bought himself out of that deal yeah. for him to be able to do his um, solo stuff. Yeah. Can't lie to you, I can't. I believe him. I believe him. To be honest, um, so we're interested to see how it how it plays out. I think even P saying this was done publicly and um, dismissed quietly. Cases are usually dismissed the way that way because you paid that mm. payments have been made. Mm-hmm. So for me, I feel like your tweet is, if anything, adding to offset side of the argument. In that, I now he's having, now he's having to take you to court again and make this public because you're making you're making mm-hmm. a scene. Yeah. I guess so. 100%. It'd be interesting to see how this um how this happens. What happens with this? And if I'm not wrong, anyway, this is not his first solo song. Um... Oh no, it's Unconfused that had one. Yeah, but remember, Offset had a solo album before. Sorry, yeah, Offset, yeah, Offset. Yeah, he did. Yeah, um, but obviously that was under mm, QC. QC. This deal, so this is before he pulled himself out of the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I believe it because I feel like the way things are these days, and I, I feel like the way the quality control relationship and stuff is, and they've been like we've always known of them to be really, really good, tight group, right? So I feel I don't feel like he would have gone about it any kind of shoddy way, mm. knowing the ramifications it would have. And I think if I'm not wrong, I think Cardi is still assigned to them. I think, but um, yeah, so interesting to see how this works out. What happens with this? And yeah, I reckon it's probably spilled into the Migos relationship a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I reckon so. Because if you're still working with QC under Migos, the disdain he has for P and it's still gonna yeah remain. Yeah, because apparently as well, because um, someone apparently the word on the street as well is that um. Quaven Offset are basically backing him. Oh, I'm backing him. No, they're not. Yeah. And um, the sources say they're acting like punks. So it's a thing where I think even his relationship with them is kind of like... Uh, Strange. Yeah. yeah, distance now. But yeah, he did buy himself out the contract, mm. apparently, and them just wanting credit is just them being greedy. And he hasn't spoken to P in two years. Mm. So Offset and Quavo, um, them are just basically friends. They're not blood, in it? Yes, Quaver and Takeoff, they're blood, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Quaver and cool. Takeoff, Uncle Few. Yeah. yeah. Is it's it's uncle, uncncle, isn't it? 
Okay. Yeah. And then Offset is like, I guess the third one. But they all kind of, from their stories and interviews I've watched, is that they're boys from day. Yeah. So I guess it's a, it's a shame, really, but. Yeah. They'll sort it out, man. Yeah, hopefully. Kind of allow these people to get involved. That's the thing. Mm. Um, yeah. And then my last bit of news, sad news, actually. So Metro Boomin lost his mum. Mm. So he posted, he said, um, this don't feel this don't even feel like real life anymore. It's a nightmare that never ends and starts every time I wake up. My mum was and still is my best friend in the universe. And anybody who really knows me knows I've always been a mama's boy my whole life. This got to be what hell feels like because it's like my soul's just always burning and everything around me constantly burning. So mm. RIP to his mama and yeah, hopefully he gets comfort and healing during this time. Yeah, yeah. yeah that is all from me. Let's get into the People's Journal. Okay, people, welcome to the People's Journal. I'll give you the news from an economics point of view. Uh, first question, I guess, well, really the only question I have for you guys. Um, fish and chips. Do you lot still eat fish and chips? Yes. No, mm. no, I haven't had it for a while, actually. Yeah. No. Is it like a tradition for you? It's not a tradition. Because okay. I can't afford them calories all the time. But <laughs> I love fish and chips and uh, a nice beef, sauce, plain sausage. Okay. Sad. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot of calories, man. It is. That's what it's, I, I eat it literally once every few months. Okay. You know what's funny? I remember, I'll never forget, I was at work one time, yeah. And I was talking to my friend about calories and all this, mm-hmm. right? And he was telling me, you know what's crazy? The amount of potatoes yeah. in that one portion that you eat. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, oh my God. That's a lot. That's crazy. Well, you know because I mean? like, it's all cut up into like yeah. chips. <laughs> it's like, what, 10 potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that on the plate. Because when I, whenever I make like um, chips from actual potatoes, mm. it, it looks so small. And imagine the quality, the quantity you get from the fish and chips. Yeah, it's like 20 potatoes, mate. Mad. Anyway, mm-hmm. I bring them up because uh, it's looking like, this, this may be an exaggeration, but um, the National Federation of Fish Fryers, there is an actual mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, collective. They're basically saying uh, fish and chips shops may be a thing of the past. They are facing extinction because of the rise in costs. So it's looking like um, people obviously are not prioritizing it anymore. Obviously, mm. as you know, white people like to do their Friday. Yeah. It's a Friday yeah. Yeah, exactly. But now, like, it's just going down. Obviously, because the fish and chip, chip shops obviously have got higher, you know, costs. Everything's more expensive. Sunflower oil is more expensive. Boy. Electricity, everything's more expensive. The price of oil is shocking. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. And, and and this is this is again. This, I'm glad you said that. But it's like people forget that businesses have to go through the same thing. Yeah. It's not just us. You know what I'm saying? And so obviously for them to kind of stay ahead, they have to increase their prices. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, they're effectively just working for free. Okay, so they're increasing the prices. Or they're closing down. No, so they incre- basically what's happening is they're increasing the prices. Yeah, and so they're getting less customers. This is when you see, actually see rioting in this country. If fish and chip shops are closing down. Mm. Yeah. You actually will get rights. They, they've already started. Oh, there's, there's a few, yeah, because they, they just can't do it. I mean, even one one um, fish and chip guy was basically saying, even during the time... Fish and chip guy. <laughs> like, what are they called? Fish and chip... Chef, maybe? <laughs> <No. laughs> oh, anyway, one, one of these people yeah, behind the counter was pretty much saying, um, even during the furlough, mm. people was coming in, spending their money, Obviously, they'll get further. Yeah, yeah, free money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like now you're saying people are really just penny pinching, man. And um, 
obviously it's not a, it's not a top priority for them on I Fridays anymore. It's expensive anyway. Yeah, I, mean, I was watching the news. Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Yeah, and um, there was a, there was a small family, man, wife, like two kids or something. Mm. He said, "Now it's like as a collective, we spend like an extra ten pounds every Friday mm. for this fish and chips." It sounds like it's a small amount, but it's not. Yeah, it's a forty pound a month. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it really adds up, man. Especially when you consider all the other costs that that family will obviously have as well. So um, yeah, th- these uh, fish and chip people are talking about. We have to raise the prices. We try not to make it so it's, it's crazy. Mm. But if we don't raise the prices, we can't we can't function as a business. And even fish is expensive anyway. Oh, 100%. 100%. I'm going to have some tomorrow. <laughs> it's good. Support, the support the businesses. Yeah. Um, and the next thing is British Gas. They've announced um, that they're looking to donate 10% of its profits mm. to help customers cope with um, the soaring bills. Um. Yeah, so basically what they're saying is uh, thousands of households will be getting grants between £250 and £750. Obviously, you've got people saying this does nothing really in the grand scheme of things. I was going to say they could have done 25 but... Yeah. 25 what? Cent. <laughs> they could have, but imagine, imagine someone saying that about your business. They can say whatever they want to say without doing it in another situation. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, so they're basically saying... um. Yeah, like they're, they're, they're going to try that bit, put it yeah. that way. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, people feel like it's not really going to do anything, like I just said. But um, when you consider uh, the energy bills and how how high people think it's going to get to, the average family, like I said before, um, currently it's about 1,971. And they're saying they feel by next year, in October, it's going to go up to 3,500. Mm. So it's crazy right now. And the very last thing is pretty much an amalgamation of different things and just to kind of let the people know about certain dates that's coming just in case certain things affect them. You know what I'm saying? So the first thing is, is on the 26th of August, which is tomorrow. That's when the energy price cap is going to be announced. And we spoke about this before. That's pretty much the cap at which Ofgem kind of um, regulates how much mm. um, these energy companies can actually charge you for particular things. But obviously the, the energy cap keeps going up and up and up yeah. and up, obviously. And so, yeah, so I guess people are going to be able to find out what they're likely going to be paying in the next year, pretty much. Mm. Obviously, people who've got kids already already know back to school. Um, people are, you know, have to buy uniforms and whatnot. And what they're saying is the average cost of a uniform for secondary school is like £337. I don't understand how... Yeah, uniforms are so expensive. Some parents get angry and the kids will be out here losing blazers. <laughs> I just said, my little sister down. I said, listen... You keep that blazer on all day. You 100%. have no reason to be losing it. It's ridiculous. It really it is ridiculous. expensive, man. And primary school is three hundred and fifteen pounds. I, I, I just don't. I don't. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, primary school, well, you can kind of cut corners because you can get the shirts from like Sainsbury's and whatever. Mm, that's true. But with secondary school, it has to be mm. the pattern skirts and the blazer yeah, and the look, cardigan. Yeah. Mm. My school uniform was mad. My cardigan was like forty something pounds. And don't know if, uh, back in the day, I mean, it was, it was a little recession, but mm. imagine now, yeah, exactly. a young 60. Exactly. Um, so what they're saying is, there's also a new law to protect parents in England from unnecessary school uniform costs. That's looking to come into effect in September. Uh, so basically, it's meant to prevent families from having to spend too much on, on branded items. However, schools that need to find a new supplier have until September of next year to introduce those changes. So it's not like... The law comes in in September. We're doing starting September. <laughs> exactly. So you may feel the effects 
for another year. Do you know what I need to do as well? Mm-hmm. So with my school year, for example, the same schools. So the school I went to, actually I've left there now, Chiswhurst. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Bullerswood in Chiswhurst, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, there was that the school, the surrounding schools. Yeah, we could only get our uniform from one supplier. Yeah. So obviously that person, whatever the price is, mm-hmm. you have to pay it because that's the only way you can get it. We need more supplies for your school uniforms because for me, yeah, I think that's another way people are making money that they should be making unnecessarily. Yeah. That's the same in my area. Do you shop, mean it's silly? There's a shop called Whitehall Clovers in Camwell. Mm. I think they supplied most of the yeah. uniforms for all the secondary schools and stuff. Do you know how cheeky that is? It's yeah. the same with um, school photos. Mm. It's the same company that does the school photos for everybody. That's the business I'm going to start, actually. That's the business I'm going to start. See why I like capitalism? Because then you get competition. I wouldn't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> if we had more people doing it, prices go down. Everyone benefits. It's crazy, man. Also, the next date to be kind of um, having in your mind is the 5th of September. Spoke about this thousands of times. And this is when we're going to find out who's going to be replacing Mr. Boris Johnson. I think it was the 5th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, 15th of September is also is when they're next going to decide on what um, the interest rates are. When I say they, that's the Bank of England. So they raised, <laughs> so they raised the interest rates uh, 1.75% in August from that. And... Um, so they raised it to 1.7%, mm-hmm. 75%. And it's looking like, well, some people are projecting that it may go up to as much as 2.25%, which is crazy. So obviously that's going to have an impact on everything. Yeah. That's just the base rate, right? So obviously um, that's going to affect mortgages, um, your savings, yeah. basically every single thing, right? Um, also, 1st of October, that's when the energy price cap actually kicks in. Um, also, bear in mind, I think I mentioned this yesterday, I think, um, the first installment of the government's £400 energy rebate, that's going to start as well around the same, same uh, time. A mm. uh, discount of £66.67 £6, is going to be applied to household energy bills every month until March of 2023. Mm. That's pretty much how they're going to implement it. Um, the other dates you don't really, really need to know as of right now. Actually, one more thing I would say is, um, in around November, December times, um, three hundred pounds pensioner cost of living payment. Uh, they they basically are going to receive an additional um, three hundred pounds mm-hmm. in November or December, and also for the pensioners out there, just uh, I guess it's more so um, just information just to know that their basic their benefits is going to be increasing in line with inflation. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing, hundred percent. Like, you know what I'm saying? At least for them, anyway. So it doesn't apply to everybody else, <laughs> but. Yeah, at least for them, it's good to have our, our older generation kind of sorted out. You know what I'm saying? If you've so, been yeah. paying into your pension scheme, yeah, and you're dying, does your family get the money? Um, it depends on the actual scheme. And okay. if you and if you die whilst in the job and all that type of stuff. Oh, okay. So there's, there's a few different factors. But some pension, like councils and stuff like that. Um, I remember when I was working, I can't remember how much that amount is. But I think it was like a couple hundred grand. Okay. That, you, that your people will get. Yeah, that's uh-huh. why when you first sign up, they ask you, where would you want this payment to go to? You know what I'm saying? Okay. And all that type of stuff. So yeah, you do get something. Mm. Well, they do. You'll be gone in it. But yeah. Uh-huh. But yes, right. that's the end of the People's Journal, people. Nice. Let's get into work or joke. All right, people. So, TDA, we love a conspiracy, don't mm-hmm. we? Especially Esther. 
<laughs> and recently uh, we've reported about heat waves and all these crazy new record-breaking temperatures that we've experienced, right? Mm. Yesterday we spoke about how Europe is now facing the worst drought in the last 500 years. Now, for decades, conspiracy theorists have said that the government has been able to control the weather. Right? Sounds, sounds very mad, right? But, you know, they've been able to do this. There was even a time during the, the war, um, America and Vietnam, mm-hmm. where allegedly they were controlling the weather, making it rain. <laughs> I wish you could see SS face. But, um, yeah, making it rain and making the conditions hard for the, you know what I mean, the Vietnamese people, right? So that America can win, the, can win the war. They lost it anyway, but still, you know what I'm saying? They lost it. Yeah, they lost, they lost the war. They, they got out of there. But anyway, so <laughs> the question is, do you feel like everything that's going on right now, right, this is the government controlling the weather? Do you feel like this is a conspiracy theory that's just gone too far and really has nothing to do with the government? Or do you feel like there are things in place and, yeah, they're basically doing certain things for a particular agenda? What's the agenda, and what would be the motivation behind it? I don't know. We may find out in a few years. But do you feel like it's possible, firstly? I do know that weather, well, weather machines exist. I've seen YouTube videos before of machines that make clouds and whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. Um, but no, I don't. Until I know what the agenda is and what the motivation is and what's the need for it, then to me, this is a joke. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't think? believe it at all. Yeah. I need, I need something, I need something to put my to sink my teeth into before I can say this is a conspiracy because what what is at the end of this? Okay. Mm, you know I, mean? I don't I don't believe that the weather is um being controlled. I think we've got serious conspiracy issues to, to tackle. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah I just don't think because yeah like you said what is the what is the reason yeah. what is the benefit what is the purpose like what okay so for example um climate control and all that type of stuff, right? Mm. Someone may say they're controlling it um, maybe to maybe perhaps allow certain businesses to thrive, maybe, if they've got some invested interest in, I don't know, a particular crop that needs rain at a certain time. I I, I don't know. But there's certain things that we, as regular people, don't necessarily think about on a day-to-day, right? That these mm. lot may think about yeah. and feel the need in doing. You know what I'm saying? Again, this is why I gave the example of the war with uh, Vietnam being able to control the weather, mess up certain conditions for your enemy yeah. and to have that advantage. But then you got to break it down. How do they control the weather then? Like, for example, if it's raining like cats and dogs, how are they doing that? Well, they got put the... a thing in there, in the, in the dock. Mm. It's a weather control machine launching in China. Ah. And I was actually going to play a clip as well. But I'll, I'll just play it into the microphone. That's what I was planning to do anyway. But um, I'll play it for a few seconds. Y'all are wilding with this. Because <laughs> I've, I've heard this for like, for years. But the thing years. is, how far reaching is a weather control machine? So, okay, I get you. I'm assuming that the machine can only control the weather in a certain distance yeah. or proximity. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, you control the weather in this parameter here, mm. but can you control it countrywide? Unless it- you have multiple machines placed all around the place. Yeah, or maybe kind of like, um, I don't know, a gun or something. You can kind of just aim whatever emits from that machine yeah. at a particular place. Okay, yeah. So you don't have to be now. there. <laughs> <laughs> Let me play the clip. Let's shoot and the, we'll burst and now it's raining. <laughs> All right, let's go. 
And now we're learning that scientists and researchers are looking at how to change the weather on purpose. That's right. Lasers now could one day manipulate rain and lightning. CBS This Morning contributor Michio Kaku is a physics professor at City College of New York. Professor, nice to see you. Extraordinary seeing Al Gore and Bill Clinton there together with Charlie, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. yeah they did not get into this discussion, no. though. <laughs> but it is fascinating. I mean, lasers, really, to change the weather? That's right. Well, as Mark Twain once famously said, everyone complains about the weather, but no one ever does anything about it. Well, instead of doing a rain dance, we physicists are firing trillion-watt lasers into the sky to actually precipitate rain clouds and actually bring down lightning bolts. This is potentially a game-changer. But this is experimental. It's experimental. However, in the laboratory so far, it works. When you have water vapor and you have dust particles or ice crystals, you can precipitate rain. It condenses around the seeds. These seeds can also be created by laser beams. By firing trillion-watt lasers, you rip apart the electrons, creating what are called ions, and these ions act like seeds, like dust particles, bringing down rain and even lightning. Go ahead. Well, I, I, this is fascinates me in part because, too, I remember reading the stories that China had used this during the Olympics, that the USSR had used this after Chernobyl to create rain clouds. I mean, w did those really work then? We have some of these capabilities now? Inconclusive. Even in the 60s, the CIA used this to uh, bring down monsoons during the Vietnam War to wash out the Viet Cong. Governments have been playing with this to. thing. Alleged to. Alleged to, right. Yeah. Now, we realize that for decades now, these governments have been alleged to have experimented with weather control, but nothing conclusive. This time, we're bringing in the laws of physics rather than simply uh, waving our hands and uttering mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> we're actually using trillion-watt lasers now. And in the laboratory, sure enough, they precipitate rain out of water vapor. Sure enough, you can actually bring down electricity down the, down the beam. So what does it mean for drought areas that, that need to have rain for crops? And if they don't have them, uh, there's in the consequences of famine. Well, the bad news is if it's a clear blue sky, it's not going to do anything at all because it only takes water vapor that's already in the air and condenses it. However, for floods... For agriculture, farmers, for people planning wedding parties, uh, football <laughs> games, you name it, outdoor events and agriculture and flooding and even hurricanes, all of them could be subject to weather modification. Listen, you people try, keep trying to play with God, and God's going to show you something. <laughs> you are playing with fire. So, what good joke? Do you feel like it's possible? This is the biggest joke I've ever heard in my life. But he's, he's giving you reasons or, or what, um, examples of when they've done it before. I think they can do what mimics the weather. So you can make, maybe you can make some form of liquid fall somewhere, <laughs> but it's not the rains that come from the heavens. What do you mean by that? <laughs> I don't know what they can do. because not, I feel like technology can do a lot of things, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's God's rain. And I'll be honest with you, I don't want to be in any surround any area yeah. where man's rain is falling on me. Yeah. Actually, my burn my skin. I don't need that. I think it's just, it's additional weather to what's already happening. Yeah, so maybe mm. you, it's not. It's not. You're yeah. not controlling the weather in totality. You're just adding your own weather to disaster to whatever situation you're in. But isn't that controlling the weather? Like for no, example, because okay, if it's if it's hot, mm -hmm. it's thirty six degrees, whatever. But you want rain for your crops. Mm -hmm. When you woke up this morning, there was weather. Before you turned on your machine, there was weather. Whether it's cloudy, cold, hot, whatever. Mm. When you're sleeping, it's, the weather is continuous. Mm. 
So when you decide to switch on your machine, guess what? Before you hit go on your machine, the weather was what it was. Yeah, but you're changing it. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. You're you're adding to what's already there. So you're not controlling the weather. The weather is continuous. There's weather right now. Before, when you're constructing your machine, there's weather. See that? But but it's it's still. I get what you're saying, but that's that's like saying um. Uh, I don't even know. Like you've got you've got the canvas for it, but mm. you're still controlling what you want to to be on that canvas. So yeah, you've got the atmosphere. Yeah. But I'm still the one saying I want it to rain now, and I don't want to rain anymore. You see what I'm saying? That's that's controlling the weather because I'm dictating what I want at certain times. I don't say that as control. I say that you're just you're implementing whatever weather you want at whatever given time. You're not controlling the weather. In my in, in my estimation, you're not you're not like I said before. You hit your press play on your machine. The weather is already there. The weather's already weathering. <laughs> you know what I mean. Okay. Like you, you can't control what's happening 24-7. But it's not happening. That's it, what I'm saying. It is happening. There's no rain. So rain is... What are you talking about? So if there's, if there's no rain today, right? Yeah, but that's not the only weather. Weather is grey clouds. Weather is the sun. Weather is fog. That's weather. Weather's yeah, not just but, rain. But I'm manipulating it. I'm, I'm controlling what we have today. You see what I'm saying? No, but we before you decided that you want rain today, it was already cloudy. It was already whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Before you decided, before you woke up on Monday and said, I wanted to rain today, guess mm-hmm. what? It's cloudy outside. So that's the weather. <laughs> but do you get what you understand? I understand what? Like what, what you're saying, what I'm saying. I think um, it's a misunderstanding with the word control. Okay. You are saying that this particular machine is manipulating the weather, right? Yeah. He is saying that the weather is all always there. So how can you be, quote unquote, controlling it? But I think in his in his head, correct me if I'm wrong, Yusuf, you're thinking that Emmanuel is saying you're creating weather that wasn't presently there. Um, I think I get what you're saying. Are you saying I'm 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 I can't bring into something, bring into existence something that was never happened before? For example, I can't bring into the sky something called palazzos. And then the what? It's palazzo. I, I don't know. It's just a word. <laughs> yeah. And then it just rains green stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I'm. Maybe it's the word. I think because you're using the word control. Mm. Maybe that's where I'm. You know, a bit, a bit uh, resistant on it. I don't see it as control. I see it as you are manipulating mm-hmm. the weather to your advantage at this moment in time. Yeah. Mm. But you're not controlling the weather. Because the weather, before, like I said before, before you pressed your machine, the weather was already there. Mm. Whether, wherever, whatever weather it was, it was already there. But in this moment, okay, cool. It's sunny now. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to rain. So let me just put my machine on. Now it's raining. Yeah, you're controlling it in this instance, but you're not controlling it in totality. You're just, you're just changing it. Mm. That's what it is. I think you're changing it in the moment f- to your advantage. But okay. you're not controlling it. Mm. Okay. And, okay, so you feel like that's possible? I don't really know, to be fair, bro. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I need, I need an actual scientific proper, proper, proper breakdown of how this actually works and how widespread this is and the distance in which this control, you know, mm-hmm. like, is it, like, can you control whatever in a couple acres? Is it, 
mm. entire city? Is it entire country? Mm-hmm. Like controlling the weather in an isolated area to me isn't isn't proper level control. Mm. If you've got a if you've got land or you've got crops, which is I don't know six acres, mm-hmm. and you want to put clouds above your area to yeah, you're controlling the weather in your area, but to me that's not to me that that's 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 just that's just a a smart way of watering your crops. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm. So it's, it's, it basically it's not like these people have the power of Thanos to just do stuff all around the yeah, globe. Basically, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess um, as a joke from you, <laughs> I'll say joke. I'll say yeah, joke. joke. I'll say joke. And uh, I think Esther's pretty much a joke as well. She said joke. And I think it's woke, you know. I think they can do it. I, th- I think we're going to see a lot more of it. Um, I think they could even do it from, from space. I think they're putting like carbon satellites and stuff. Mm, there you go. Sure. There you go. These mother effers. I've been put everything past them. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's go on to the last headlines. <laughs> Okay, so uh, this is an update from um, the Russian-Ukraine um, situation. And it's a trigger warning. So a Russian rocket strike on Ukrainian train station has killed 22 people, Ukraine says, on a day marking six months since Moscow's invasion began. It says five of the victims of the attack in the eastern town of Chapelin burnt to death in a vehicle. An 11-year-old boy also was killed. President Zelensky announced the strike in the middle of a UN Security Council meeting. He said about 50 people were injured. Russia so far have made no comment, but they have repeatedly denied targeting civilian infrastructure. Mr. Zelensky said he learned of the strike on Chaplin as he was preparing to speak to the Security Council, adding this is how Russia prepared for the UN Security Council meeting. Four passenger carriages on fire now. The number of fatalities could increase. In April, a strike on another train station killed more than 50 people. Ukraine has spent Wednesday marking its annual Independence Day. Mr. Zelensky had previously said Russia might do something cruel to disrupt their celebrations. Earlier, he accused Moscow's forces of turning the Zaporizhia nuclear plant into a war zone that endangered the plant and the people of Europe and put the world on the brink of radiation catastrophe. The UN Secretary General told the same meeting that the senseless war could push millions of people into extreme poverty, both in Ukraine and beyond. Around the, people, around the world, there were gatherings of supporters in the streets to mark Ukraine's Independence Day. World leaders also rallied to support the embattled nation to mark the occasion. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson appeared in Kiev on an unannounced trip to show his country's support, announcing £54 million in new military aid, a figure which is dwarfed by the announcement from US President Joe Biden, who is looking to give an extra $3 billion. And... The last headline of the day is basically a continuation from that. Um, and it's about Boris Johnson. And he believes that basically people of them, the UK need to endure higher energy bills for the benefit of Ukraine. <laughs> so Boris Johnson says, higher energy bills are something UK households must endure as part of the effort to resist Vladimir Putin as he returned to Ukraine to mark its independence day. The prime minister was pictured in Kiev with President Zelensky and received an award from the Ukrainian leader. The Prime Minister said, if we're paying in our energy bills for the evils of Vladimir Putin, the people of Ukraine are paying in their blood. Making his last trip to Ukraine before leaving office, 
Mr. Johnson set out a further £54 million of military aid, including drones to target Russian forces. On Twitter, Mr. Johnson said, what happens in Ukraine matters to us all. This is why I'm in Kiev today. That is why the UK will continue to stand with our Ukrainian friends. I believe Ukraine can and will win this war. Mr. Johnson urged the international community to stay the course in Ukraine. He said, for the past six months, the UK has stood shoulder to shoulder with Ukraine, supporting the sovereign country to defend itself from this barbaric and illegal invader. Today's package of support will give the brave and resilient Ukrainian armed forces another boost in capability, allowing them to continue to push back Russian forces and fight for their freedom. What the crap is this, bro? <laughs> so we should be paying high energy bills because of Putin. Yeah. Fuck out of here, man. <laughs> so, yeah. That's the end of the headlines for today. Let's go into the outro, Brinks. Okay, beautiful people. Hope you had a, a good, um, enjoyable episode from TDA. Um, our beloved host, Esther, had to leave kind of early. And there were two. And yes, and there was yeah, <laughs> So yeah, thanks again for tuning in. Thanks again for joining the community. If you haven't already, please join the community. Let me find the details for you. It is, you could just type in community.thenewblack.com. The New Black, remember black is B-L-X-C-K. Community.thenewblack.com. And yeah, man, sign up. Everyone's going there. Every, every day, I'm getting loads of notifications saying, People have joined up, man. So it's really He's ignoring all of them. I'm not ignoring them at all, people. Mm. I will I've joined up already anyway. I just haven't, you know, <laughs> done any posts. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how it works. There you go, and same here, man. <laughs> Even the chat bit as well. It's like there's a chat bit, then there's a notification bit, then there's mm-hmm. post bit. It's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. It's, it's it's quite cool though. Yeah, it is. So like once once you get the proper hand of it, hang of it, that yeah. It's basically one of those. It's it's not one of those um small forum things. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, a yeah. proper independent like app for itself, like Instagram and Twitter and everything. No, it's like do, I think the yeah. more people join, the the more little become. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um. Also, guys, tomorrow is Friday, so that's just what would you do? Um. You can send your voice notes and text messages to 07564-841073. I'm gonna say it again: 07564. 841073. Once again, thanks for tuning in. Tell your people, you know what I'm saying? Share the link, like, subscribe, comment, all of the above. You get me? And have a blessed day, man. Peace.